0: The presence of Jesus the Nazarene, and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unqueen. For its own griefs, but sweat drops of blood for mine. How marvelous, how wonderful. My sins and my sorrow
1: your copy of God's Word and you'll be finding the book of Psalms this morning and we'll be there in just a moment. I want you to think with me this morning about a sentence that D. Martin Lloyd-Jones wrote and it's something you're going to have to think about. In fact, I'm going to read it and i put it on the screen for you as well because to we'll take a moment to process it. And it simply asks this, have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you're listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself. Let me ask you that again. Have you realized that most of the unhappiness in your life is due to the fact that you're listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? In other words, do you listen to yourself Or do you talk to yourself? You say, preacher, what in the world does he mean? And what in the world are you talking about today? Well, you know, we spend a great deal of our time listening to ourselves. Did you know that? And we listen to ourselves and say things like, I don't feel good. I'm a failure. I'm down. I'm discouraged. I'm dumb. I'm losing out. I'm not important. I'm not valuable. I'm not making a contribution. And so we listen to ourselves a lot. And so what we need to do is take ourselves by the collar and pull ourselves up and speak truth into our lives to talk to ourselves and say to ourselves, I'm a child of God. I'm accepted in Christ. I have the imputed righteousness of Christ. There's no condemnation now for me in Christ Jesus. I'm a citizen of heaven. We need to speak truth into our lives. Do you see the difference between just listening to yourself and actually talking to yourself? Lloyd-Jones went on to say, the main art in spiritual living is to know how to handle yourself. Do you know how to handle yourself? (laughs) He said you have to take yourself in hand. You have to address yourself, preach to yourself, question yourself. You've got to talk to yourself. Now, you know, you talk to yourself all the time. don't know if you realize that or not. So the question is, what are you saying? And by the way, you're not strange if you find yourself talking to yourself. In fact, you're in good company. You know, we studied David this morning, and David talked to himself. Go read the Psalms, and you'll see David talked to him. Now, he needed to have some more conversations based upon this morning's lesson, didn't he? He to talk to himself a little bit more and speak truth in his life a little bit more. But I bring all this up because of the song we're going to be looking at today. You know, we're doing, we're doing a, a, a series called From the Hymnal. And we're taking different songs and we're looking at them. We're letting them drive us to the Scripture during these summer months. And um, we're going to look at another one today. But, you know, there's a sense in which when we sing, we sing to the Lord. And so where we're in church and we're singing and Uh, A moment ago, we sang um, Amazing Love, How Can It Be That You, My King, Would Die For Me. And we're singing to the Lord. And there's a sense whenever we sing here, we sing to the Lord. I know my my wife tries to remind the choir from time to time that you're here. You're not performing. You're you're here to worship and you're here to to lift your voice to the Lord. You're here to lead in worship. And so there's a sense where we sing to the Lord ultimately. But then a lot of these songs, we actually sing to each other, don't we? And so as we sing, we sing one to another. The Scripture says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. So there's a sense where we encourage one another by singing as a congregation. But this morning's hymn, we're going to be looking at actually a song that we, interestingly enough, we sing to ourselves. Even when we sing it out loud, even when we sing at the congregation, we're actually singing to ourselves. We sing it to our own souls. Now I've got to be honest, I'm a a little bit selfish this morning because we're going to look at my favorite hymn. And uh, I guess you can do that when you're the preacher and you're doing a series. Sometimes you get to pick your favorite hymn or your favorite passage. So today we're going to be looking at my favorite hymn. And I don't know if you know it or not, but it's number 514. I want you to get your hymnal out with your Bible and I want you to open to number 514. And the hymn we're going to talk about today is the hymn, Be Still, My Soul. Be still, my soul. And I'm going to tell you, this morning's message is going to be a lot different than you're used to. If you've been attending here for years and even in recent months, it's going to be a lot different. And um, I'll just be honest, it's going to be hard to take notes on today's message because it's more of a um, maybe a testimony and a, a walking through the truth. And I don't have a dramatic story to tell you behind this hymn. Uh, you know, some of the hymns came out of some tremendous stories. And I don't have that, but I can give you a testimony of how the Lord has used this song in my life many times over the years. So, if you'll find 514 in your hymnal and in your Bible, you're already in the Book of Psalms. If you'll find Psalm 42, please. Psalm 42, and in your hymnal, number 514. And just by way of, of just for mind's sake, to know as I teach and preach today, how many of you know this song, Be Still Myself? If you know it, would you raise your hand high? Okay, a great majority of you know this song. Some of you don't. But hopefully after today you'll know it. And if you already know it, you'll learn to appreciate it more. We're going to begin in Psalm 42, then we'll come back to 514 in the hymnal. But Psalm 42... Uh, If you have the inscription in your scriptures as to the chief musician, a contemplation of the sons of Korah, begin reading at verse 1 of Psalm 42, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night while they continually say to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with a multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mizar. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime and in the night His song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Notice verse 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the health of my countenance and my God. And Father, we do need your help right now. Guide my thought, my word, my action, may I say exactly and only what you once said in these few minutes together, in Jesus' name, amen. As you read this psalm, you notice he's addressing different people here. He's addressing the Lord at certain times, and then he's speaking to his soul. He says in verse 5, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. Then the very last verse, verse 11, he talks to his soul again. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him the help of my countenance and my God. And so we talked about the fact that we need to talk to ourselves. We find the psalmist does that here. Now look at the... Words of 514... Be still my soul. And I want you to kind of I want to kind of walk you through this a little bit and give you some scripture and talk to you about the truths that we're singing. You know, one of the things that we do oftentimes with a hymn book is we kinda of are like robots sometimes, especially with a familiar hymn, and we open it up, we begin to sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. And we just kinda of go through the motions and we don't think about the words, we don't think about the truth. We're just so programmed and so used to it, and so customized to doing it that we just could do it in our sleep. But then we come to a hymn that's not as familiar, or we don't sing as often, and the words are much more fresh. Now I want you to notice the words here at 514. And notice we mentioned that we're singing to ourselves, and the very first thing that's said in the song is, Be still, my soul. Now I don't know about you, but in the world in which we live in, we need that message a lot. The soul, of course, is our mind, our emotions, our our inner being. And says, be still, my soul. The truth of the matter is we live in a world where at times our emotions, our soul, our heart is all over the place. And we can be up one moment, down the next. One phone call, one text, one message can just change our whole day. And so there are times we have to be still. In fact, the Scripture says what? Be still and know that I am God. One of the great challenges we deal with in the time which we live is to get still. Because in order to have time with God, you've got to be still and really get along with Him. And so we sing to ourselves, we encourage ourselves. The hymn writer here, she encourages right off the bat to be still. Be still, my soul. And I love the next phrase. It says, be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Not all about you, but talk about an encouraging word today. The Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? The Lord's on my side. Did you know the Lord is for you, not against you, Christian? The Lord always has your good and His glory in mind, no matter what else is going on in your life. We learned that over and over and over again this past week in Bible school. As we told the boys and girls, every night, God is good, no matter what. If it's scary, if things are changing, if things are uncertain, no matter what's going on, God is good. And listen, the Lord is on your side. Now, right away, there's a tone been said in this song when you stand and sing, Be still, my soul. Why? Because the Lord is on thy side. And you better remember that truth because of what he's about to say next. She says this next, the hymn writer Bear patiently, well, already we're in trouble. (laughs) Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. We live in a sin-cursed, fallen world. We live in a world that's filled with grief and pain. And it's important to remember that the Lord's on your side. Because none of us are immune to grief and pain. In fact, she goes on to write the very next part, Leave to thy God. And there's where we struggle as well sometimes. We want to take matters in our own hands. But notice what it says here. Leave to thy God to order and provide. And the hymn writer here reminds us of two very important things, issues that we really struggle with in life. Because a lot of our worries revolve around those two things, God's guidance and God's provision. God's guidance and God's provision. So she encourages us here to lead to God to order, that is, give guidance. The Bible says in Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man implied good woman, the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in His way. And so God is guiding your life. He will order your life. And then it says, leave to thy God to order and provide. And a lot of our worries are wrapped up there, aren't they? You know, you go back and read Matthew chapter 6 and the Lord is laying out a lot of the necessities of life and things we need. But He says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. When you get worried, go out and look at the birds. The birds. They're not working a job. They're not farming. No, but God provides for them. Go and look at the flowers growing in the fields that God has clothed. And even Solomon, all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of them. And so he says, you need to rest in God. Lead to thy God to order, to guide your life, and then to provide in your life. This has been so helpful to me over the years. It says in the next part, in every change... Can I just remind you? That's a good definition of life, isn't it? At times, change. We have different seasons of life. As much as they can't stand me to say it, school's about to start again. <laughs> and and oh, I'm talking about the kids can't change it. And the parents, they're great with that. But Change. So we go from one grade to the next. We go from one level of schooling to the next. We go from one transition in life to the next. You age. And with age comes change. And we've already talked about the grief and pain already in that first verse. And so life is a lot of change. We don't like change. Let's be just honest about it. We don't like it. But the truth of the matter is, as in every change he faithful, will remain. God is unchanging. He is immutable. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We read about David this morning and the same God that was ministering and dealing with David is our God too. And in the midst of changing everything in our lives, God remains steady. And He's faithful. And He never changes. It goes on to say, Be still, my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend. You know, it's a reminder, Jesus is our friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is the best. He Talk about a friend to have. What a friend we have in Jesus. We often sing that. And then it goes on to say in that first verse, through thorny ways. Well, there's another good definition for life at times, isn't it? Thorny ways. In other words, it's not easy. It's challenging. Just when you think you've got it figured out, something happens. Just when you think it's going to be smooth sailing, a storm comes along. And there are thorny ways that come up in our lives. Through thorny ways, but notice this, it says, leads to a joyful end. It's a reminder, beloved, this is not all there is. This is not it. We're on a journey. We're we're going to a destination. Heaven is our home. We'll look at that in just a moment. But in the midst of this, that's why our... Soul, our heart can be all over the place. Why? Because there's grief and there's pain and there's change and we don't know what decision to make and we don't know if we're going to be able to provide for this and all of this. And so he, we need to be still. And we need to talk to ourselves and listen and say, Be still, myself. I had to talk to myself this past week. Sometimes you have to just speak truth into your life. You have to just take yourself up and say, Listen, God is still on the throne. He's still in charge. You're not. And He's worthy of your trust. And He's worthy of your praise. And He's worthy of everything. And you need to rest in Him. Be still. Second verse. Again, be still my soul. Thy God doth undertake. In other words, God is at work. You say, I don't see it. You don't always see it. But He's at work. And God is working, again, for His glory and your good. Thy God doth undertake, I love this next phrase, to guide the future as He has the past. One of the things that will help you the most in the Christian life is to take a look back once in a while and think about how God has guided you so far. We get worried about the present, we get worried about the future, we forget God's already blessed us in the past, and the past used to be the future. Think about that. And so God has brought you to this point in your life. He's provided for you. He's guided you. He's given you what you need. He's watched over you. And He's still working to do that. In fact, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, I believe it is, that he which have begun a good work in you will complete it into the day of Jesus Christ. He's working to make you like Jesus. So you can be still. And rest in him, knowing he's at work to guide the future as he has the past. And he says the next part, thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. You know, Bible hope is not a just a guessing or a wishing, it's a sure confidence. Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. Because what is our world doing to us at times? It's trying to do everything to shake our faith and to make us doubt. And that's why we have to talk to ourselves. So we got to say, "Be still, my soul. Remember, the Lord is on my side." Look at the next part: "All now mysterious shall be brought at last." I think that might be another good definition for life at times, mysterious, especially God's working in our lives. There's things we don't understand. There are things that are a true mystery to us. They're questions we've never gotten the answers to. We don't know why God works the way He does, why He doesn't do this. Why doesn't God hurry up and do something about that? Why does God allow them to do that? And it's mysterious, but here's the thing. God sees the end from the beginning and God sees the whole picture. We just see one part. We're just like one part of the puzzle, if you will. God has the whole in mind. And He says there, all now mysterious shall be bright at last. It's going to make sense one day. Be still, my soul. I love this part. The waves and winds still know. His voice who ruled them while He dwelt below. It reminds me of the storm as they're out there and Jesus is asleep. Remember that story? The boat? They wake him up, peace, be still. We used to sing a song, you know, I, we didn't have a children's choir at um, the church I grew up in. And so I think I was about eight years old when I joined the adult choir. I probably weighed as much as some of the adults in the choir anyway. <laughs> but I sat on the back row with the men. There were three rows in our choir and I sat on the back row. We used to sing this song. Um, try to remember exactly how it goes. The winds and the waves shall obey my will. Peace be still, peace be still. Whether the, can't, the crash of the stormy sea. But anyway, Mr. Whitby sat to my left. By the way, when you join the choir at eight or nine years old, you get under the influence of godly older men. Now I remember Mr. Whitby telling me one day, we used to sing that song. That was one of the ones we did. I can't believe I can't remember the words now. But he always told me, leaning over, especially in practice, not during the worship, but in practice, when it, that part was says, peace, be still, peace, be still. He said, when I was young, they used to sing it, used to tell us, please be still, please be still. <laughs> Sometimes they would tell our soul to Please be still. He's the creator. He's the ruler. The same Jesus that walked upon this earth is the one who created this earth. And He's the same to yesterday, today, and forever. And He can speak peace to the storms of your life. Verse 3. Boy, time is flying today. Be still, my soul. The hour is hastening on. Well, isn't that the truth? I can't believe at times where we are. I know in my own personal life. Um, you ever think, how did I get this old? You know, there's a, there's an app going around now where people are posting on social media pictures <laughs> of themselves aged. Have you all seen this? And and one, one fellow came out and said basically that these people the same people that go and pay for Botox and collagen treatments and all of that stuff, these are the same people that are posting pictures of themselves old. But you don't need to post a picture of yourself. Go look in the mirror. (laughs) All of us. We're older than we used to be. And you look in there and you say, how'd that happen? The hour is hastening on. Time waits for no man. And it's hastening on to eternity, it says in the next part, when we shall be forever with the Lord. This is just a small foretaste of that, the church corporate. This coming day will not be separate again, we'll be together forever. The Jesus said what? He said, I go and so let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house or many mansions. Or not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. I'm about you. Whenever I think about the words of Jesus, I, I'm just amazed that Jesus says to us, I want you with me. That's not the case in life, is it? There's a lot of times in your life, and you probably experienced it too in school and other times, Where you were excluded. You didn't get picked and you didn't get selected and you didn't get chosen. You weren't a part of the group. And yet here comes King Jesus. He says, I want you with me. I want you with me. When disappointment, grief and fear are gone, Wow. We don't even understand that. Our life is filled with disappointment. Our life is filled with grief. At times our life is filled with fear. But they're going to be gone. In fact, it says there what? Sorrow forgot. There's some sorrows we can't forget. God gives grace and God helps us, but the truth of the matter is there are some things I'm not convinced that we'll ever get over until we stand before the Lord. He gives grace and He gives comfort, but there's some sorrow that we have in our life. And He says, Sorrow forgot, loves purest joys restored. You see, that's what He's working toward to give us full joy. Oh my, look at the next part. Be still, my soul. When change and tears are past. We said a moment ago our life is all change, and it is. But there's coming a point where there's not going to be change. There'll be eternity. And then it says what? Not only change is past, but tears are past. The Bible says what? He's going to wipe away all tears from our eyes. And one of the hard things about growing older, we you know the hours hastening on, is there seems to be for a lot of us, there's more sorrow that comes because we see more of our loved ones passed on. We deal more with sickness, and that happens at all ages of life, but especially it seems in the latter parts of life. And tears upon tears upon tears, but one day he's going to wipe away all the tears, and it ends up that we'll be all safe. Well, that's a blessing, isn't it? We don't need a security team in heaven. All safe and blessed, we shall meet at last. And notice it says all safe and blessed, we shall meet at last. You know, um, there's a lot of brothers and sisters that God's brought in our life through the years. Whether you grew up here, you grew up in some other church, there are a lot of saints already in heaven. Daniel and I were talking about some of the saints here that we have seen promoted to glory in recent days. We were talking about how much we missed those saints. But not for long. The hour is hastening on. We shall be forever with the Lord, You see, this song has ministered to me so much over the years as I have to speak to my soul. And I want to encourage you in these days in which we live to speak to your soul. It's real easy to listen to yourself, but that's not always worth listening to. You've got to literally talk to yourself and speak truth into your life. Speak the Word of God into your life. Tell yourself the truth. Preach the Gospel to yourself. Give Bible truth to yourself. And remind yourself that you can be still and know that He is God. In closing this morning, I want to sing this song. And if you don't know it, hopefully you'll learn it by my singing it. If you do know it in your heart, I want you to think about these words as I sing, be still my soul.
0: still my soul
1: down O oh my soul and why are you disquieted within me hope in God for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance you see that's Psalm 42 and when we tell our soul to be still we move to where David is in Psalm 103. And David talks to his soul in Psalm 103 and he says these words and they'll serve as our conclusion today. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. His benefits. Be sure to talk to yourself. Speak truth to yourself. Bless yourself.